You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What? Actually, I gotta let someone else take this one. Go ahead. Welcome to the Shutdown Podcast. My name is Bobby Petrino, and I don't have a job anymore, so I'm going to be crashing here for a while. (laughs) Bobby gone! (laughs) Bobby Petrino got fired for football reasons! Unfortunately, they have released me. (laughs) I need an adult. No, no, I don't. No, no, no wait, no, no, I heard no, it. You don't, you I heard know. it. I heard it. I heard it. I take it back. Did someone say adult? <sighs> uh, our 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 dear colleague Bobby Petrino is um has found himself unemployed this time for football without scandal. He made it. Uh, I mean, that I mean, it, it, well, he he made it an entire tenure at. A single employer without a off-field scam. Well, I guess the recruiting. At the time of and his firing. And the hire of Brian Van Gorder. Oh, mm, shit. And, well, I'm trying to be as generous as I can. <coughs> okay, here's generous. In one year, Louisville decided that Bobby Petrino wasn't worth it and that Papa John was actually too racist, even for Louisville. And I don't think either of us saw that coming. It's been a spectacular year there. They've gotten rid of, let's see, Rick Petino. Involved in literally a, that name. a federal case, a fed. You caught them feds. You know what gets? You know what kind of legal like trouble catches people in Kentucky's attention? The kind of feds. trouble you don't want. That's right. The kind where they're like, "Whew, you might have to leave your house and live in the woods for a while." Yeah. Why you got to tell my family stories out here? 
That and uh, giving up 50 points um, basically every week in ACC play. Those two things were one and the same. That I do like bad. that out of all the exits from Louisville cleaning house and just giving everything a, a swab of garlic butter just to make it all brand new. Is, to make it all uh, slide away easily. Make it just all Increasing drip. the viscosity. Make it all just, just slink down the drain. Oh. Is that out of all these exits... Bobby's is the just all he did was he sucked at his job. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Anybody can do that. Yeah. I do. And hey, I, Spencer. I also want to point out that uh, a mood. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to point out that uh, before Bobby shuffled off this particular mortal coil, that who got to get revenge on him after four years of losing by a score of something like one hundred and sixty points to seventy? That's right, Syracuse. The one reliable kicking puppy that Louisville had during Bobby Petrino's entire second tenure at Louisville. Oh, they turned it around. They turned around something nasty. It was fun to watch because... Something nasty turned it around. Ah, orange man. I can't do it. Uh, I just end up sounding like Dave Wanstead. Weird. <laughs> that, that too. Someone's fetish. Large sandwiches. Well, now it is. Jesus. We, we also have Pitt to talk about. There's a lot of Pitt, but... Uh, congratulations, Syracuse, on being the one to drive the last nail in the coffin of Bobby Petrino at Louisville. Denode. Yeah, you got Babert and Denode. You got Baber Denode. Usually, you pay double for that cotton. Bobby would know that, wouldn't he? I like that your uh, extended metaphor implies the puppy kicked back. The puppy. The, that puppy became a big old dog. That puppy reared up, <laughs> bit Bobby, and uh, you know his money maker. Where is that? Ugh. I'll leave that to the experts to decide where Bobby Petrino's moneymaker is. Upsetting. Yeah. It's his big old brain. Bobby Petrino managed to win Which eight games. Where? <laughs> Which is where is your brain? He, he could not win with Lamar Imagine Jackson. playing head, shoulders, knees, and toes with Bobby Petrino. <laughs> Sing it, Jason. Sing, puppet! <laughs> Do what I want. Knees. <laughs> and that's enough. You know, I always think I'm ready for this, and then <sighs> yeah, Life's so funny. Bobby Petrino, he gone. Uh, I presume to lie and wait for such lucrative coaching jobs as the Louisville job in 2023. I think you got the. Oh wait, now he can go to Notre Dame. No, he can take over right. Ohio State when Urban goes to Notre Dame. Mm, they do need a man of character there. Mm. You know, the Atlanta Falcons might need a head coach. Oh, no, that'd never work. I think, we, I think we should see what it's like. We don't really give it a chance. What do we have to lose? <laughs> Quite a bit. Auburn's been waiting 15 years for this. I say pick it up now. The time is right. Yeah. yeah. To get, hey, get him before Bama can. This is Bridges of Madison County. We're going to reunite them. Bama, grab him up. A home for wayward boys, you say. Oh, wait. No. Sorry. Sorry. I'm bad at this. Real bad at this. Uh, yeah, that would be that. That would be the biggest shocker of all because we are now currently entering. I think with the firing of Bobby Petrino, Kansas doesn't count if they fire a coach, right? That Kansas doesn't count. doesn't count at much. I'll tell you what. Kansas firing a coach is not a surprise. Louisville firing a coach is officially kicking off termination season. We are now firmly in the point where hot seats become too hot <laughs> and uh, officially begin scalding people. Petrino, the first cat off the hot grill. I don't. I think it's even funnier. What the hell if, was that metaphor? It's a very personal metaphor. I'll explain it later. <laughs> He's from Tennessee. 
if we picture that, like, um, you can't broil. What you to can't your bear half. You can't broil a cat. Jesus wept. <laughs> Come on, that meat won't stand up to it. This is great. <laughs> Spencer's acquired some stringy game <laughs> and a poor a cat, poor pelt, a poor house cat pelt. Ed <laughs> Dead Redemption. That's what I'm playing. Speaking of poor pelts. I just like the idea that, no, this isn't actually kicking off hot seat season. The coaches who are fired this year are Kansas and Bobby Petrino. <laughs> That's it. Everyone else is fine. Also, Kansas won some things. Yeah, Kansas has more wins than Bobby Petrino managed in his final season before he got fired for being terrible at his job. Life's funny. Life is, life is rich. I can't relate. Life is rich and so is Bobby Petrino. Oh, shit. Three wor- or four words. Bobby Petrino, studio presence. Bobby Who's Petrino. Oh. Is he? Uh, is, is he like a uh, like a CBS SN or like a BN? They put him on Stadium. Yeah, because he gets he gets to meet online. And the producer tells him to smile, and then it's like, no, don't do that. Oh, oh God, no, no. no. The- <laughs> he's just got one. He's got those bird teeth. He had them all filed down to match the mascot. <laughs> Maybe try taking one of them out, Bobby. No, put it back in. Put it back in! No! This does begin the Louisville hiring uh, Jeff Brome conversations from Purdue, and um, this would be the point where I sincerely say I do not know if this is a move that Jeff Brome necessarily wants to make at this point, because Louisville is um, it's a scientific phrase. They're a goddamn mess. They're an absolute mess right now. Mm. Yeah, but he's walked into those before. I mean, he did walk into Purdue After with head Purdue, high. After Purdue, what do you fear? Yeah, and like, you know, I. how could it be worse than Purdue? And plus, like, how many chances do you get to go fix your alma mater? Most alma maters are beyond fixing, so. I was going to say. Yeah. Then again, Louisville probably has. This is pretty good. Go Owls. We Owls. are, again, the uh, number uh, highest rated uh Division One football program in the state of Georgia. Not we expensive, nearly, though I can relate. Nearly beat Kansas State in basketball. We only lost by like nine. I gather that's good. Apparently, I've heard is that a basketball that's score many, that's decent? Not is that many not many? Points in okay, basketball? that's good. Yeah, I'm a Florida fan. Nine's fine. Sure, that's <laughs> we got nine, huh? <laughs> that's that's great. <laughs> How many did the other team get? Is it less than nine in the other direction? Awesome. <laughs> oh, do I have things to discuss for Florida? Because when normally in previous years, when Florida had gotten down 31-14, there was some semblance of, ah, I guess that's how things are just going to go today. I know something's changed because of the half. South Carolina got to 31 points. It was a 31-14 score. And I thought, well, that's all South Carolina's got. <laughs> Punch themselves out. Do you, was there a, do you think there was sort of a... So you say Florida used to be like that, and South Carolina is like that now. Is there some sort of a, a correlation between former Florida and current South Carolina? That would... mm, can't think of one. Hmm. I don't think there's not a lot the program has Just in common. Sheer coincidence, I guess. Mm, collapse and sort of an offensive like miasma that comes over the team suddenly for no apparent reason, like suffocating fart gas wafting from the ass of a giant dragon who kills scoring in college football games. No, I don't. I don't know what the two teams could possibly have in common. I know that guy, Will Muschamp. He's going he's gonna to bounce back from this, though. <laughs> he'll, he'll find that oh, dragon. now you can score points, Will. <laughs> he'll find that fart dragon. Yeah, he'll find <laughs> <laughs> There's a big old fart dragon upstate. 
that he's got to play at the end of the season. <laughs> Please remember that. That South Carolina, if you go, wow, oh, well, it can't really get much worse than blowing a 31-14 lead to Florida, of all people, and letting Felipe Franks have a career game on you. It can be a forced baptism in Clemson. Mm-hmm. You're about to get some Jesus rubbed You're on you. You're about to get drowned in a trough for the Lord. <laughs> That's it. Dab- Just like Dabo's daughters. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then... In order to uh, to uh, close out your season, you have to go and play Big Ten West champ Akron in a rescheduled game. Don't I have that right? I checked. He does have only sons. I rest my case. Let me. Let me. I let just. Me. Che- I yeah, just yeah. had to check. He's only so, got they, so we only know about his sons. Teach the controversy because, because all the daughters were drowned. Yes. For Christ. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, South Carolina is playing a rescheduled game against Big Ten West champion Akron Zips. Not an easy game. Not- uh, please never forget Akron won the Big Ten West. And if Northwestern were to, say, upset Michigan or Ohio State, Ohio State, extremely upsettable, uh, nearly beat Michigan earlier this year. Big, we- Ten we- <laughs> Big Ten champion, Akron. In other shameful performances, <laughs> Michigan State covered themselves in glory. <laughs> glory, by the way, is the Chinese pharmaceutical name for an off-brand skin ointment that... Can cause burning, searing, angriness, irritation. Starting every drive from the one and a half. Mm-hmm. Getting one bad pun out of Ohio State's punter and then suddenly turning him into the reincarnation of Ray Guy himself. <laughs> Dropping bombs inside the five. Being so, so uh, out identity that your own identity that you are Michigan State and you don't even trust yourself to punt. Imagine, that's the only thing you have! Michigan State, in case anyone missed this, took an intentional safety in the third quarter! Betraying punting itself! losing! <laughs> you didn't even let that boy punt! I, I really can't believe that Mardantonio auto-safetied, though. Like, that's the most Michigan State play is, you know, the unintentional auto-safety, and he intentionally embraced it. And it paid no. It made no difference whatsoever. Yeah, it. I mean, all it did was set up more bomb ass Drew Christman punts. God, Drew Christman. He had a four yard punt to open things. Mm-hmm. The average isn't. The average is uh, deceptive. I think that was to lull them into a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's off today. Ah, uh, we got him. We got him rattled. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you do not. Drew Christman was dropping balls inside, like, like. He was dropping balls inside the satchels like of angels. Like it was Drew Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Delivering presents like it was Drew Christmas. Straight, straight down the chimney. It was he was doing the, the quantum quantum physics thing where it's like it, you know, every time it gets it gets halfway closer, you know. The first time it's at the three, then it's the one and a half, then it's the point seven five. And and it can never actually touch the goal line. Eventually it's just infinitesimally imperceptibly far away that's some, that's some big 10 words for you that Jason. is you know and uh speaking of nice adverbs jason yeah thank you as a medilgrad i'm obliged to compliment you <laughs> as a big 10 west champion medilgrad i yeah. beg your pardon speaking of that the... means northwestern would have had to beat iowa <laughs> actually goodness fact, gracious left. me in a most in my most northwestern moment ever on this podcast well actually in true northwestern fashion <laughs> i'm going to hand it over to someone else to do the rest of the work <laughs> spencer you got some great ideas here if you guys could just get started on those that'd be awesome i'll be over here figuring out how the fax machine works i am now the executive producer of this podcast the 
most wonderful thing, by the way, uh, the other quantum phenomena in Michigan State, Ohio State, was the occasionally extant and then sometimes not there at all passing game. Totally random. Brownian motion passing game from Michigan State. Uh, if you're not familiar with Brownian motion, that would be just the random movement of particles, which is pretty much exactly where the ball went. Michigan State has the weirdest offense because they haven't been able to run the ball for, what, three years running? Yeah, Something. ever since, they used up all their good runs in that one drive in the Big Ten title game. Yeah. That one uh, 74 like play 74 drive. 74 play, uh, 380 yards. yards yeah. uh, uh, four hours off Open the, the doors to the stadium, yeah. boys. We're going to the downtown Indy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just spilling into the. Yeah, at Michigan State, uh, Bill, Bill Connolly often brings this up. They have this this brand of being a you know grunty, excellent man ball team, but they're uh, they they're not. Lately, they, they've been they, they, lately they've been a like scatter gun fifty pass a game for twenty one completions, all at like a four point three yard per attempt clip. With one INT and no TDs. I, I was I happened to be watching this game next to a Pac-12 fan, and he said, "How do you watch this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened later that night? <laughs> and then what? The East Coast had its revenge because we all had to watch Cal USC. We're going to drag you down into the muck West Coast by any means necessary. <laughs> 15 points beat the most talented team on the entire West Coast. 15 of them things. Me watching that game with Michigan State, Ohio State. Ah, what sad tragic comedy that I can savor. Me later finding out what happened at Cal USC. What masculinity. <laughs> what man ball. What reform has been brought what to the Pac-12. Yeah, what man The whole damn story. Cal's got a great chant, man. Yeah, you um, something, something, something. Tell the whole damn world this is bear territory. This is bear territory. The city of Los Angeles. Territory yeah. overrun by bears. Yeah, Cal. be better than fires. Can they fight? The bears could fight fires. You know what? Supposed to be their job. Isn't yeah, it? that's what thing? I was raised to great believe. Great job, bears. Listen, Justin Wilcox can hold USC to fourteen points. I'm pretty sure he can keep a wildfire from jumping the one one. Um, he's a bit late. Oh, damn it. Just send that big white fella up the A-gap. That was working at the <laughs> That was enough to stop USC. Big old number 90-something. Shut down anything. The slow-arriving A-gap blitz is one of my favorite college football things, <laughs> which is, you know, we're going to put a guy right over the ball. We're just going to send him to you, and he's almost going to get there. There he comes, lumbering. It's a big old cow bear. Yeah. <laughs> all right, having offended all Christians and the victims of the California wildfires, where do you want to go next, boys? <clears throat> Um, I was thinking of going to um, Alabama if we get, if we have to talk about them. Well, it was a, let's make a T-shirt. It was a rough weekend for the Tide. No Christians there, especially yeah. not now. Struggling. Struggling. Tide, Alabama clearly has unconfessed sin. Bama struggled to get the ball moving. Yeah. Uh, just couldn't get anything done on offense. Failed to punch it in at the end. Mm. I know. Like yeah. all, like only scored what twenty four points. Twenty four points. To his confidence is shaken, eradicated. That uh, the the language gap from Hawaiian to to God's God's language is uh, which, clearly, which Alabama fans warned before the season. They warned they, they everyone about coming. that. Yeah, they yeah, saw we, this are, we ought to go in. Or we ought to send one of our SB Nation's young young guns to interview that message board fan. I think somebody actually found him, and uh, he feels very badly about it. It, it wasn't a joke. 
Does he? Yeah, he did. He felt he was like, oh, I didn't. I I, I didn't know. Yeah, we know you didn't know, dummy. (laughs) Yeah, he he was. He felt sheepish. (laughs) But like everyone assumed it was a joke. Everyone was like, I didn't assume it was a joke. (laughs) Well, everyone from outside. Know these people. Everyone from outside the mid south assumed it was a joke. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They can't be that dumb. (laughs) (laughs) He felt very bad about it, and he's learned a lot about Polynesian culture. Yeah. Do you think he sincerely told people, you know, I went on a journey. I watched Moana. I watched Moana. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched Hawaii Moana, Five-0, Moana the new again. One. Yeah. I watched the WrestleMania where it was The Rock versus Stone Cold. Yeah. Uh, and they were stealing each other's moves. Yeah, that, that's Polynesian that's a history. Part, part of Polynesian yeah. culture. That's <laughs> At least one direction. Yeah. Later, I went to Benihana. I know, not not. It's it, <laughs> nope. My just, heart was in the right place, yeah, which is at the hibachi table. Yeah, it I, was. I went. I went out to the lake. There's a uh, there's a little island. Out about uh, yeah. about forty feet out. Learned about island culture. That's <laughs> Lake Lanier. They got islands. Found yeah. there was a turtle. Yeah, there's weird mussels everywhere. It's crazy. Turtle on the island. Speaking of weird mussels, dudes. There we go. Weird mussels. Boston College. Uh, who? All I do is lay down segways. They scored seven points. They scored seven points, they y'all. Scored seven points. At what? Um. I play the kick return. They, uh, my favorite stat from that at halftime, it was like, oh, the dudes got them on the ropes. It's thirteen seven, dudes. We're gonna, we're gonna put. And they had twenty four yards. Dude, Sylvania. Twenty four yards. Twenty four yards. Yeah, and their quarterback got knocked out. Yeah, like, and the uh, the one score was via a white boy who was wearing a hoodie under his jersey. Which is maybe the most New England football player thing of all time. Which you'd have a. Like a hoodie. So if, his first name's obviously Danny. What's his last name? Wahlberg. Well, I knew it. All oh, Wahlbergs. Another one. But yeah, having the hoodie, if you could only wear shorts as your uniform, shorts in like cold weather, right? Danny Cena. Yeah, Danny. <laughs> it's not cold. <laughs> you can't see me. That's why I made that punt return happen. <laughs> uh, not really a challenge for Clemson in any sense, other than they managed to slow down Clemson's offense a little bit. Other, also, they had to go to Boston. They, they, they kept it out of the uh, end zone. That's good. Travis Etienne only averaged, what, seven yards a carry? That's a victory. That's not as bad as it has been. I saw uh, Clemson had a stat that the Tigers are now uh it was something like 5-0 and in northern games played under 40 degrees or colder. They're, so Tigers are very comfortable in the snow. The Siberian Tigers. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're ain't them hot weather Tigers, no. Like downstate. Yeah. They ain't them porky internet Tigers you see either. <laughs> Not them ones that sit in Chinese zoos getting fed chicken all day. Nope. Man, Tigers have it good. Yeah, well, those tigers, man, the really fat tigers from, like, Siberian zoos that just basically jump at chicken thrown out of, like, baskets. Yeah. That's a life. Same. Yeah, same, same. This, well, this is my way of saying Clemson can get fat, they'll still be agile. As in, their backfield, the fridge package, which contains uh, Trevor Lawrence at QB, then uh, Dexter Lawrence... Who's, who is significantly larger than Trevor Lawrence. He's a bigger variety of Lawrence. He's about 320 on the package, uh, on the listed in the roster. Trevor's so much larger brother. He He's probably about 340. Uh, and then Christian Wilkins, uh, I believe at tailback is what he plays. So Fat and agile is absolutely the way to go through life is what I'm hearing. Yes, that's exactly what you're hearing. And they run that package all day. Uh, it is my absolute favorite thing in football right now in terms of scheme. They should run... This should be their standard goal line package. And here's the fun part. It is 
when they get in the goal line, <laughs> they bring out 700 pounds of backfield before you get to the quarterback, basically. I think they should start the game against, like, Duke just in that lineup and should, do it for a whole drive and make Duke think, like, fuck, are they going to do this the whole time? If they play, Duke football? Hell yes, Duke football. If, <laughs> if they play Alabama, <laughs> that? that? was Duke football being throttled by a tiger. Sorry. Sorry, coach. If we, they play Alabama in the playoff, that's down one. Down one, set. Mm-hmm. they got to have Wilkins and Lawrence in the backfield. So mm. beautiful. Remember, Christian Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence both did. I believe, didn't they both play on defense in the spring game? Uh, or was Christian that Wilkins? Wilkins played safety. Wilkins played safety and, and lobbied to play quarterback. He's played punt coverage. He's played, uh, he's caught passes. He's mm-hmm. ran the wildcat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they should, they should let him, they should absolutely let him play safety against Alabama. In the national title. In the national title game. Yeah. That would break Nick Saban's brain so hard. <laughs> Time out. What is this playful, ludic thing you're doing? <laughs> what is this poetry I see before me? This is not football or a system. <laughs> this is his Ozymandias. Yeah. I uh, I don't think this is any real bother for Clemson. I think this is all setting up for um, their real matchup of destiny, which uh, the matchup of destiny got a little bit closer this weekend because... Um, I don't know if you went to the ass-kicking store this weekend, but if you did, they were all out, and you had to come back. You know whose fault that was, that you had to come back on Sunday to buy more ass at the ass-kicking store? Did, all right. Did someone, From the sounds of it, my Aunt Debbie. No. Did someone put Pitt in the ass-kicking store? So, oh, shit. Pitt got to the ass-kicking store before you, and they bought it all. Pitt looted that motherfucker. That's right. Pitt was there at, uh, at like it was Windows 95 release day. Yeah. They were first in line. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> They're releasing Windows NT. Or as they say in Pittsburgh, NT. NT. How did that have nine letters in it? Windows NT. <laughs> yeah, Pitt, uh, Pitt put one on Virginia Tech. I know that defense is now pretty publicly known as being bad. But damn, Pitt. That's fair. Pitt ran for 492 yards. Damn, Pitt. That's some Paul Johnson level spite on the ground. 492? Kadri Olison had 235 yards rushing. 235, y'all. Damn. So, uh, Virginia Tech, let's check in on your rushing defense. Mm, how's that going? It started great. They did not allow um, really more than four yards of carry through their first four games. Since then, 5.22, 6.18, 5.96, 4.47. None of those are disastrous. Even the Georgia Tech one in there, um, it wasn't the uh, average. It was There was so damn many to average. And then there's this, 13.67 per carry. Uh, you have allowed 16 rushing touchdowns in your last three games. Mm-hmm. That's what it says right here. 16? CFBstats.com. 16 rushing touchdowns in three games. I went to a public school, but could you correct me? I believe that's more than five. That's several. Yeah, that's many. That's more than that's more than you want. How many teams have given up fewer than 16 rushing touchdowns all year? Let's find that out. Uh, it is actually, uh, well, it's it's quite a few. Quite a few, uh, including... Uh, Basically half the country. Half the country? Okay. okay. Uh, Bama's given up three. <laughs> Cincinnati's given up five. Mighty Iowa State has given up five. 
Auburn has only given up six. <laughs> That's how bad things are. That's how many they give up in a game. <laughs> twice. <laughs> They've done that twice. What it's would, fine. What would happen if Virginia Tech and Louisville played? Right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Win sprints. Win sprints. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I would like to also catch up with another law of statistics, science, and humanity, and football. I would like to go on to the NC State loss watch. NC State, by rule, must finish every single season with four losses. And let's see where where they stand after this. Uh, I think, think we're good. We good? Did we get to four? We're very. Uh, oh no, pardon me. I forgot the uh, the West Virginia game got canceled. We're six and three, so. Heading in, heading in for I'm gonna four say, losses. I'm going to say should be six and four. So, Yeah, because that's happening. Because every time you want to get hype about NC State, I NC mean, State it, shows up. If they played West Virginia, they'd be six and four. Yeah. Um, they play Wake Forest this week. So nobody will be happy. <laughs> uh, and, and they were. It, it was, uh, this was one of the, I think, seven biggest spread upsets of the season so far. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, did Wake Forest have their starting QB? No, they started Jamie Newman. Yeah, they, they started him, and uh, he's not the starter. So you figure going up against a seasoned team like NC State that was on the come up, that was on the rise, that you know he was certainly going to exhibit the kind of fear. And no, he threw three TDs. That's and, uh, the playoff committee's number fourteen team, sir. That's yeah. funny. Uh, the answer being no one's really good this year except for Alabama. Yeah. That's that's it. That's the answer. Nobody's really great except for Alabama. Everyone else just scrambling for fries at the bottom of the bag. No, and this I find a bit of freedom because Bama has they they have all the pressure. They get they got to keep being Bama, and the rest of us can go about our happy lives. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If you, so if you if you ever find yourself angry about the playoff committee, pull up the as of this exact moment. Uh, just take a look at the standings. Try to list teams past ten. 11, something like that. List through the list through number 20. Come up with a list that you think few people could find fault with. It's impossible. There are here here's here's my favorite stat about this season so far. In the Power 5, do you know how many two-loss teams there are with exactly two losses? Hmm. Two. Syracuse and LSU. That's it. That's it. Everybody else. Everyone else is either three, one, or none. The two, uh, the three. We keep count Notre Dame. The three zeros, handful of ones. Everything else is garbage. Sure. <laughs> like who's definitively the eleventh best team in college football right now? Congratulations, it's you. Yeah, sure. It's, it's whoever anyone. you want it to be. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, you can tell me whoever you want. Wisconsin, you want to slide right in there? Eleventh best. If someone came up and said it's Florida, you'd say. They, they, they beat LSU. LSU is Tennessee just, said Tennessee to be in the top beat 10. number 11 yesterday. Well, guess who's the new number 11? Not us. <laughs> like, you can't even, like, even this weekend was, was sort of, I think, a cavalcade of slightly underwhelming performances. For instance, Michigan only scored 42 points against Rutgers. Sad. They gave up an 80 yard touchdown to Rutgers. Yeah, I asked a Michigan guy what happened to make them so frustrated, and he says, They threw a bunch of screens! <laughs> Ew. Modernity. Gross. Screens. Cowardly. Audrey. <laughs> Leisure demand? Slot of hand? No! This does not belong in football. I want an honest exchange of face masks. Gentlemen, is this what we want football to be? 
Yeah, only 42-7 Michigan after a hammering of, like, after a historic hammering of Rutgers. Do you think they did it just so they could say Penn State is basically Rutgers? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. It's canon. Yeah. Um, If you did watch Bedlam... We have this is another. It example. was actually Bedlam this year. No, it was real. It was real good. Um, it did. It was also actually Bedlam because Oklahoma State lost. Hmm. Well, that that's that, that's part and parcel. Yeah, like every year we we do this thing where we talk ourselves into Bedlam being anything can happen. It's crazy. Bedlam. Like and as Alex Kirshner put it, uh, that it means Oklahoma could win by a lot. Oklahoma could win by a little. Oklahoma could win on the last play. You never know what'll happen. It was one of the years where uh, Oklahoma won by a little, which, that's fun. Oklahoma State had to go for two at the end uh, and uh, missed it on a play where I was alternately told after watching it that the pass was bad, the pass was good, but the guy wasn't open. The guy was open, but uh, the pass was okay, but the defense was good. And I was told that the entire idea was very bad. I think Mike Gundy should be uh, fired, extended, put on probation, and he should take the Louisville job. How can you, that's your favorite, one score game. Like, literally, we talk about one score, one point. It is a one-point game where you do the bold thing to end it at the end, right? Like, if you to finish it with a two-point conversion, you take that chance, and then everyone goes, well, obviously, right? obviously, something went terribly wrong here. What? Should have taken no. the points. Should have go up against your rival, who you're already, what, 2-11 and 11 against. Right. And yeah, and you come within one point of them with a guy named Taylor Cornelius at quarterback who as far as everyone else knows only received scholarship offers from one other school, all right? He wasn't even Tulsa grade material and he's your starter. And you get within a point of beating Oklahoma. What? Do you know the data you can take from that? Do you know the the inference you can take from that? Nothing. That you should fire Mike Gundy immediately. <laughs> Your best coach ever. I'm not talking about modern history or no. No qualifiers whatsoever. Your best coach ever. And he loses by a point to a team he's already 2-11 and 11 against that has vastly more resources and isn't in Stillwater. In a mock turtleneck yeah. on television. Look, look at everything he's struggling against. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying he's making it worse for himself. <laughs> yeah. Mock fucking turtleneck. How dare you. And who has twice this season told the press, I don't give a shit. Clearly, <laughs> mock turtleneck. <laughs> when, asked, when asked about scrutiny on play calls, performance, and overall team record, has said, I don't give a shit on multiple occasions. Right, you scrutinize your closet, you fucking goblin. He does, uh, he does, you know, he needs a little more something other than the khakis. Do he wear sweats sometimes, too? Is he one of those coaches who wears sweats on the sidelines? Like? Fancy sweats? Performance sweats? Yeah, he's worn performance Tactical sweats. sweats. I think he's worn, ta- yeah, tactic sweats. That's got to be among the most Oklahoma garments, I would guess. There's a man who owns no fabrics that do not wick. Yeah, no, it's it's all The wicking. mistake is in thinking this makes him a pioneer. Well, if you go and hunt rattlesnakes before practice, you're going to need the wicked material. Right? Thank you, Joe. Valuable input from a cat. You know what you know what Mike Gundy thinks of any cat's input on his program. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit with that. Hey, he's cat got that thinks. in common with the cat. I don't give a shit. I poop in the woods and cover it like a cat. So quit I'm asking. Gundy. So quit asking. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, can we talk about Texas? Can we have a Texas sidebar here? Goodness, yeah. yeah. If we speak quietly, I would like to have a Texas sidebar. 
Fat boy! <laughs> I think it's important to note that, uh, sure, Texas beat Texas Tech, but there are more important uh, developments in the Longhorniverse. Like what? Well, disgraced, uh, self-disgraced Ohio State former assistant coach Zach Smith. He logged the fuck on. Oh. Yeah, no, he did not log off. Uh, Sunday night, he went on quite a tirade about Tom Herman former colleague at Ohio State. Why do I know that name? Well, he's the head coach at the University all of Texas. Seven interesting, of them. interesting. Yeah, all seven of them. Each, each Tom Herman. So Zach Smith went on a, a, quite a spree about, I'm going to expose you, bitch. I'm going to take you down. Uh, Asian masseuses and uh, uh, so Wait, on and so are forth. Are the Asian masseuses part of the takedown plan? I think so. I think they were in on it from the beginning. They were plants by uh, criminal mastermind Zach Smith. Just He's a genius. Zach Smith is a pretty wit-sack name. We might ought to see this coming. That's probably a fair point. His real name is... I can't say it. Yeah, so he did. Cornelius. Did, in other in other words, he did not stop posting. He he no, he just did not. Kept, he kept posting, and, and eventually one of his posts, he oh he broke out the receipts. Mm-hmm. He had the documentation. He exposed Tom Herman. Oh man, he uh, wall of text. I'm I'm gonna take you down, bitch. So on and so forth. So on and so forth. Podcasting wall of text. text wall of text. Messages are both visual mediums. The end of this was a reply by Tom Herman. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, oh, God, I forget the exact word. I got, got to get this right. Okay, cool. Hook him. Which immediately became the mantra of the CFB internet for the rest of the night and will probably remain. It's so the response that would have one might have sent to, your postmate is outside. <laughs> okay, cool. Hook him. It's it's like the, it's got to be Tom Herman's stock text response. Like is Zach Smith dropping off falafel? <laughs> it's like it's like a recruit says, "Hey, coach, I think I'm gonna come up next weekend." Okay, cool, hook him. Spencer, we can hear that. It's fine. Had to crack. I had to crack a beverage. Crack open a crack open a cold one to restore your stamina core. <laughs> <laughs> had my shiner so restore I could keep posting. That weak pelt. <laughs> Cherry Coke Zero. I can't log off. My podcasting dead eye is diminished. <laughs> Need to slow it down so I can accurately nail these takes. <laughs> bang, bang. Headshot, headshot, headshot. If shot. you're wondering if they're like this all the time, they are. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, with, with Herman doing this, it does remind me that at all points, Texas is rich and doesn't care. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Texas is rich and they don't care. That's that all points. When you hear the theme song, right? When you hear the eyes of Texas are upon you, all you should hear is, I'm big cow and I don't like you. You can suck my dick. Boy. That's it. Big cow. Big cow goes to all of them, right? Sing more. Yeah, like uh, you can sing it to the fight song as well if you were going to sing the Texas fight song. His tune. I tried this earlier, and here's a problem. I started singing Boomer sooner, but with Big Cow singing Suck My Dick, which actually works <gasps> on, like, several levels. Oklahoma and Texas are basically the same program. Yeah, everyone agrees on that. I've always thought that. Many people are saying. Many, many people have said. It's the only reasonable conclusion. Mm. Did you get a load of this? Oklahoma and Texas are the same program, says someone. Yeah, um, we're gonna get some emails. Yeah, we're probably gonna get some emails. That's all right. Texas Tech can't catch a damn break. They can't catch a. They can't catch a break. They can't break a set. They can't. Yeah, they can't do anything right right now because they 
go all the way down with um, Jed Duffy, who was their second stringer. And I think if you counted it certain ways, might have even been close to third string. Like, it, like I don't know. They've had like three I'm different. I'm sure you could, yeah. Yeah, they've had nine different quarterbacks, basically, yeah, at any it's given 17, point. He's their 17th stringer. And remember, everyone who comes through Texas Tech ends up somewhere else or ends up in the NFL, mm-hmm. right? Like Usually Oklahoma. Baker, Mayfield, Pat Mahomes, right? You know who can catch? Hmm. Lil Jordan. Lil Jordan Humphrey, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. He, he crabtreed. So the Crab most precious crazy. moment in the history of Texas Tech football <laughs> has now been taken back away from them by rich people who don't have to live on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a cow and I don't like you. Yeah, that happened to you. They they did kind of a weaker, but like rich people appropriating something, they did yeah, kind yeah, of a yeah. weaker, less important version of it, right? Oh, we can do that. It was the Woodstock 2 of catches. <laughs> Then, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Texas is what? Now, we, how are we on our chicken bet? We need to update everyone on well, the progress. Well, this, uh, this was very good news for Spencer. Uh, <laughs> Texas is, uh, it's, it's a little tricky. Texas is in the AP poll, currently 13th, which is well within Spencer's win zone. The overall mediocrity of college football is really helping me yeah, here. Yeah, this is, this is good news for you. However, Thanks, in the CFP rankings, Texas... Was 19, and uh, they'll probably jump up to about 16th or so. So they're they're in the push zone in the secondary side, chicken bet. So, Spencer, right now you are currently 1-0-1 if things were to hold through Kansas. That's excellent. That's that's a chicken and a half. That's a chicken and a half. Of course, I also have a chicken bet with Ryan as well. Well, that's why I'm keeping track of both. Okay, yeah. You, you would defeat Ryan. On the you, big chicken board. And you and I... Would have to have a grim handshake without any winners whatsoever. Push. <laughs> Antagonize. Press X to push. Press X to push. Goddamn Texas. Get out of my way, partner. <laughs> Did you say Tom Herman? I'm going to ruin him. Whatever. Hook him. Okay, cool. Go hook him. Okay, cool. No hat. No cattle. <laughs> um... Do you have anything else? Uh, oh, hey, hey, Tennessee won. No. Yeah, Tennessee. It's true. It's true. It's true. I haven't finished the deep. I ain't got all the way through this recording yet. I don't know this. We, we saw the end of it. We, we, it's true. Man, all right. <laughs> you dumb sons of bitches. <laughs> you can't even beat. You can't even beat our anthropomorphic thumb of a coach with your anthropomorphic thumb of a coach in a wig. (laughs) Got that out of my system. We're going to lose to Vanderbilt. Feeling good, though. Feeling good. I'm feeling great. Your other team did pretty well, West Virginia. Oh uh, my, yeah, yeah. My my ancestral team. Mm. I hadn't even I hadn't even begun to watch that game yet. I gotta wait till y'all leave. Just a nice. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get <laughs> nude for this. One. <laughs> Speaking of gravelly voiced cowboys, <laughs> banditos, Dana, howdy, partner, <laughs> howdy, Dana. Yeah, Will Greer through for 350, just, you know, casual 3TD day, no big deal. Go on. Yeah, just, you know, 47-10, like it's nothing, over Gary Patterson and TCU, having a very bad time. Sup, Gary Bear? Yeah, Gary Patterson having officially a very, very bad time this year at TCU, and at 4-6 and six likely looking at not making 
Anything close to a bowl. Right, yeah. Uh, well, Well, no, the problem with making a bowl is that you'd have to watch TCU play football again. Mm. Nobody wants that shit. Go ears! They feel locked into, like, the Armed Forces Bowl, right? Six and six, like, if they win their last two, six and six TCU in the Armed Forces Bowl. That would mean staying at home. Yeah, staying at home. Yeah, no, that's, just, it. Yeah, that's it. Let's put it this way, TCU. Uh, in December, I think your best bet is staying home. Yeah, you should just go ahead and do just. that. Yeah. Please. Uh, then uh, one more sleep until the forever sleep, TCU. God, it's always so creepy. Uh, there was a heartwarming moment as Pat Fitzgerald informed his team that they had uh, won the division. Correct. Uh, the, Why didn't they know that? I thought they lost to Akron. School. That's a yeah, private no, school. No, they, they, they. I'm sorry. I'm only looking at fourteen ten over one of America's finest football programs that we never slander on this program, Iowa. Hmm. That they beat Iowa fourteen ten. Goodness. Yeah. That uh, that they informed everyone on the field that Northwestern had won, and they celebrated with a round of hearty handshakes. Just formal. With a with a group byline. Yeah, they were like, "Hmm, we'll record a podcast now about this. That's what we'll do." Is that what people do to celebrate good news? That's what a Northwestern grad does. They record a <laughs> podcast. Like and subscribe, please. But not a YouTube channel. Those are gauche.